This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about dealing with losses, why losses hurt so much, and what we can do to really start shifting our mindset so that we don't give losses too much value. Now, if you guys are new to the podcast, do me a favor, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening at. Also, if you can take a second to leave me a rating and a review, that would be a great way to support the show. So in a recent Trading Coach podcast episode, again, I always, you know, hopefully, I never know in what order do I put these things out. Actually, recently, I, I just kind of blew up my uh, external hard drive and I can't access my folder. So I'm, I'm hoping that I could present you with past episodes, but uh, that's a battle for another time. But if everything goes correctly, recently on the Trading Coach podcast, I put out a podcast talking about six words that can kind of help you and, and get you grounded and start helping you develop more confidence. And those six words were, what's the worst that could happen? And we looked at it as sort of being like a pattern interrupt where whenever we're in a state of uncertainty, whenever we're in a state of fear, which is caused by the uncertainty, instead of kind of letting our thoughts and our mind kind of take us down this deep, dark path to the worst case scenario in the world, giving ourselves a little pause where it's like, boom, wait a minute, let's not take this out of hand, let's not embellish this more than it needs to be, what is the worst that can happen? And, and literally thinking about our risk, not just on a trading chart, which is something we always want to do, but in life as well. And I want to follow up on that and just talk about risk and loss and fear because these are common traits that we see in struggling traders, mainly because these are common traits that we see in human beings, right? So we need to understand, right? Losses, well, in general, pain as far as like emotions go, right? There are two main emotional drivers, right? There is pain and there is pleasure we will always you know pain will always outweigh pleasure meaning the the fear of certain pain is worth more is greater than the joy of certain pleasure right for you guys that are you know expert procrastinators or serial procrastinators like me right this is a perfect example so think about having a task that has a due date maybe you have to do a project for work and that project is due on Friday. And if you don't do this project, you're going to get fired, right? Well, you have two choices, right? You can do it super early on. And some of you guys are wired that way where you're really like, hey, as soon as I get the project, I got to get it out the way. You can get it done early on. You can have that pleasure of feeling like, yeah, I, you know, I, I accomplished what I needed to accomplish. Now it's done. Or you can leave it to the last minute and procrastinate. And what happens with those people that procrastinate, what they're doing is they're balancing pleasure and pain. They're getting pleasure by not doing the project and doing something else, getting pleasure by not doing the project and doing something else. And then finally, as you get closer to that date, you reach a point where the pain or the potential pain of knowing like, hey, if I don't start this now, I'm gonna be in trouble, 
outweighs any pleasure of the other stuff that you can do it you can do and then boom you're forced to do it and we value pain we value losses the same way if we were to put a kind of a, a win winning scenario and a losing scenario on kind of the same balance so let's say i give you a trading situation where or just a, any type of bet where i said hey here's the bet you have a 50 50 chance right let's let's flip a coin you have a 50 50 chance of winning a 50 50 chance of you losing if you win you get ten dollars if you lose you give me ten dollars right so everything is exactly even for this one chance bet let me ask yourself yourself this question let me ask you this question would you take that bet again one coin flip 50 50 chance if you win you win the same amount as what you would give me if you lost right most of you would say no right now why would you say no well because it's not worth the risk well, why do we all of a sudden think about the risk? What about the reward, right? We have exactly the same percentage chance of making money than we do of losing money. So why do why is the first thing that comes to our mind, no, I'm not taking that bet. And I'm with you, I wouldn't take that bet either, right? Maybe with $10 I would, but like with a substantial amount of money, I'm pretty cheap actually, I probably still wouldn't with $10 knowing my frugal behind. But the, the point is all things equal, we're always going to choose the risk or value the risk more than the potential reward. Even in other aspects of life, when we think about negative thoughts and positive thoughts, right? Negative thoughts stick with us more than positive thoughts. I forgot the exact number, but I've always heard that if you want to combat a negative thought in your head, you've got to say like six or seven, maybe even 10 positive thoughts just to offset it. So we're always valuing these losses more than the potential loss, more than the win, right? So let's go back to that coin flip scenario, right? 50-50 chance, right? What if I change the odds a little bit? What if I said, hey, we have a, a maybe it's not a coin flip, but something else where you have a 60% chance of winning and only a 40% chance of losing. Same thing, if you win, you get $10. If you lose, you lose $10, boom. Are you taking the bet now? Well, maybe a few of you guys are now shifting like, well, you know what? The odds are more in my favor. I might take that. But I would bet that a handful of you, the majority of you are still saying, nah, it's, it's just not worth the risk, right? And then as we shift that number up, 60 to 65, 65 to 70, 75 to 80, right? Eventually we get to a point where everyone would take it, right? Probably everyone would take it, uh, maybe not even 90%. I would guess that most of us would take it at 90%. There'd still be some people out there that says it's not worth the risk because it's the unknown and stuff like that. But we would have to shift those percentages massively into the favor of us winning in order to finally value the the winning side of things and think about that in the correct way versus the losing side we could do the same with the risk reward as well so instead of kind of win 10 if you win lose 10 if you lose we can make it win 20 if you win lose 15 if you lose right and stuff like that the same thing goes into a into play right we would have to shift the odds massively in our favor for most of us to be comfortable taking that bet now the thing is we do this in real life this is not too different than what we do in trading, right? If you look at trading strategies, what are we doing, right? We are betting on the unknown. Now, it's not just a, a one-off type of deal. We are hopefully surviving long enough to consistently execute many trades. And the more trades we execute, the, um, the closer we're going to be to our edge. But the same thing applies on any given trade. We don't know the outcome, right? So if you're a trader with a 50-50 win percentage, right? Historically, I'm between 45 and 55%, so I win about 50% of the time. 
I'm probably valuing the fear first. I'm going into every trade saying, oh my gosh, I'm probably gonna lose. And this is why we see many of those emotional mistakes come up. This is why we see so many traders that are fearful. And then to combat that, we have to have a higher win percentage. We have to be in the 70% or the 80%. And that's why you see so many traders flock to these strategies with this super high win percentage. Now, the problem in trading is this. One, there's not a lot of strategies that win 80% of the time. Trust me, there are not. So it's very, very hard to get your win percentage to that level where you're completely comfortable and trustworthy and, and, and analyzing correctly the win side. The other option would be shifting the risk reward, right? Where, hey, if I give myself a much better risk reward, I win four times my, my loss, then I'm more comfortable trading that. The problem is the higher you shift that win percentage, typically the lower that risk reward goes. So what I mean by is this, right? If we're starting right in the middle, 50-50, one-to-one risk reward, absolutely break even aside from fees and all that fun stuff, boom. As I increase my win percentage from 50 to 60 to 70, right? There's a good chance that my risk reward is gonna drop. Now I'm not dropping from one-to-one, but let's say I'm a 50% trader that has a three-to-one risk reward on average. Well, when I go to 60%, maybe that drops to two to one. When I go to 70%, maybe that drops to 1.5 to one. So although we're increasing one thing and we get all excited about that, we're most likely decreasing the other thing, which puts us in the same boat where we're still a little bit fearful. Now, not necessarily because of the win percentage, but now because the risk reward isn't great enough. The, the payoff versus the loss isn't substantial enough. And when we do take that loss, which will absolutely come, even if you're a 70% trader, you're gonna lose three out of every 10 trades, we're still valuing those losses more than the win, even though we shouldn't, right? So it's a sick little mind game that we play with ourselves, but it's all due to how we're conditioned. And I'm talking even being conditioned from school. I'm thinking about being a student and getting my test back. And you know, I get a, let's say I get a 90% a, a on a test, giving myself a little too much credit, right? It's a, a 10 question test or it's a hundred question quiz. I get 90%, so I got 90 right and 10 wrong. Well, what is the first thing I notice? Well, I notice the 10 little red dashes next to the wrong answers, right? Because I value that more. So we are conditioned to think this way. And even bigger picture, going outside of trading specifically, let's talk about entrepreneurship, let's talk about in general. Um, your comfort zone, right? We always talk about the comfort zone being this bubble where everything's safe and then outside that comfort zone is, is the best things in life, right? Well, why are so many people afraid to, tra uh, to chase their dreams? Why are so many people afraid to leave that comfort zone, right? It's because of the risk, right? Now, you think about it for a second, the reward of leaving that comfort zone is so much higher than the reward of staying in it but again, we don't value it because we feel it to be a little bit more risky. The truth is, it's probably not that more risky. If, if 2020 taught us anything about job security, none of us are safe, right? None of us are safe. I don't care who you are, right? And especially, you're not safe, or at least this is how I believe it, you're not really safe when you are under the control of someone else. This is the biggest reason I wanted to become an entrepreneur because like, I, I, got, I was working a job once and I got fired and I didn't do anything wrong and I got fired. 
And this was the first time I've ever been fired from a job, right? In, in my mind, I'm a, you know, an athlete. Like you, you do what the coach tells you, you'll, you, you'll get to be in the game. So the same thing working. If I just do everything I'm supposed to do, like I'll have a job. Like that's how jobs work. And I was doing everything I was supposed to do and I got fired. And I wasn't upset that I got fired. I was upset that I, they didn't tell me. I went into a, a five o'clock shift and found out. I could have stayed in my bed, man. Um, so I was upset that I got fired. I was more so baffled because I didn't understand why. Everything that I thought I knew was wrong. And that was the first time I realized that, man, like I can do everything right and I can still have my cord cut, right? The cord of the, the, up, the boss, the CEO that's you know controlling me, right? And again, 2020 was an example of that. It's unfortunate that so many people got laid off, but you take a look at job security. So many people doing everything right and the companies had no choice because the companies aren't gonna lose money you're the first to go, right? So the, the, the risk of being in that comfort zone isn't necessarily too much different than the risk of going on your own. In fact, I would say that at least in going on your own, you have complete control. And if you're someone that trusts yourself or trusts your decision-making and you hire the right people, right? You have complete control whether you win or lose. Now, not saying everyone should be an entrepreneur. Some people love that. I personally love that. Some people don't. Right. And this goes back to the conversation we had on a, a previous podcast about winning. Right. Some people are ingrained to like, hey, winners win. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Some people aren't there yet. But the fact is we are inflating. We are reducing the risk that exists inside this comfort zone. We are inflating the risk that exists outside of it. And with add that to the fact that we're already biased on the risk side of things and the pain side of things versus the pleasure side of things this is why so many people are afraid to take that jump and this is why so many of your friends and family kind of laugh at you and say oh no you shouldn't do it when you talk about taking that jump so we need to change the way we look at losses we need to throw in that pattern interrupt and and look at them from a, a kind of a, a numerical standpoint we don't want to look at them from an emotional feel we need to take a look at the numbers and and judge it off of kind of that quantitative data and if you throw in a pattern interrupt if you judge it correctly if you have someone else judge it for you you'll slowly work your way from assuming loss assuming pain assuming bad and value valuing it so much more than the upside to looking at things more even and actually making the right decision now if you feel it was the right decision to listen to this podcast thank you that's great glad you're tuning in make sure you tune in each and every episode something else you can do if you're more interested in trading specifically check out our website www.tier1trading.com we have a risk-free trial membership it gets you on the platform you get a chance to play around and, and break stuff and learn stuff uh, before making any type of decision on if it's the right place for so head over to www.tier1trading.com. Check out that 14-day risk-free trial membership. Get on the platform, say hello, join some sessions, and I'll see you guys next episode.